Hello, my name is Levi, and this is the Wax Poetic Podcast. Man, I'm gonna get it out the way real quick. All right, so she said, uh, Y'all give up for simply courting. I walked up here, show of hands. Who here was surprised I walked up? Be real. Okay, good. I respect that. Y'all are all out there. Y'all understand some Courtney's look like this. You know what I'm saying? It's confusing. You know who really gets confused by my name? My Uber passengers. You know what I'm saying? Three o'clock in the morning, you see Courtney's pulling up to pick you up. This is the last thing you're expecting to see in the car. They're like, okay, Courtney's coming to get us. They open the door, and I'm a southern gentleman, so I greet people. I'm like, what's up? How you doing? Welcome to my car. I'm Courtney. I had a lady straight up look at me in my face, looked at her phone, looked back at me at them, and said, nope, and it's closed the door. I was joking. That's a real thing. It was raining. That was messed up. This woman chose torrential downpour over me. It was crazy. Welcome, and my guest today is... Simply Courtney, and we're going to be talking about Igor Tyler the Creator. Best freaking album. I don't even remember if he won a Grammy for it. If he didn't, he should have. And if I was there, I'd have ran up on the stage and been like, "Yo, Kanye West moment." I'm done. I forgot what Kanye West said. It would have been dope if I'd remember what he said. This is about Beyonce having the greatest album of all time. Well, he did win a Grammy for this best rap album of for last year. This is a new album, pretty much. Uh, I guess the world shut down at the beginning of this year, so <laughs> it might as well have been this year as well. Pretty much. Why Why are you feeling this album? What is it that's... It was so good, man. It was like such a great album. I think when it hit, it hit at a good time, definitely for me. I, I take it personally. I had just gotten into him probably one or two albums beforehand. I used to do my own little music podcast. He used to go through and do artists' as a most recent album. And so the most recent album I think I did up until this point was, uh, what was it? D, 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 D. It's Flower Boy. I know it's a whole title with that. Is this a PG-13 podcast or are we allowed to No, no, use whatever language you need to use. Okay, so it's called Scumfuck Flower Boy, I think, is what it was. And so that one was a freaking dope-ass album. But where he went, like where he stopped at right there, and just flew that motherfucker straight into the stratosphere. It was beautiful. Oh my gosh, so good. I think I have one regret from this past year, and it was not going to the concert. Um, he came, one of his stops was actually here, through uh, here in Austin. I didn't go to that, and I actually dropped people off at the concert. Like, I drove <laughs> some friends, and they were going to the concert, and I totally could have bought my ticket, and I just did it, and missed out. Yeah, and you missed out for most of the year, too, because nothing's yeah. been going on. I'm going to do better stuff than this. I'm going to go ahead and wait. And then mm-mm, 11 hours later, nothing. <laughs> nothing. I, I liked it. I love this album. This is a great yeah. album, man. Every song is bumping. It's it's good stuff. <laughs> it really yeah. is. But I noticed it kind of feels like it's telling a story, <laughs> which starts halfway through a troubled relationship and kind of ends at the end of it all. Um, he just kind of gives up. It's almost like, hey, I'm fighting for you. I want you. I see that we're bad for each other. And then in the end, you just kind of give up. And you're like, but, 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 just in case. And then finally, you're just like, you know what? To hell with you. I'm going to make sure that I burn this bridge so I never try to cross it back again. But even then, you're still like, but just in case, you know. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and get into these songs here. Because there's one line in A Boy is a Gun. Mm-hmm. Where he says, you invited me to breakfast. Why the fuck your ex here? So uh, have you ever been in a situation where you were just suddenly thrown into that situation where you're just like, who's this dude? <laughs> Why is this guy here? 
Yes and no. I mean, I feel like I've been close to that recently, I think, in my life. And by I say recently, one thing about me, when I say recently, recently could be like the last eight years of my life. Like I say the other day, I have this thing where I'll be like, you know, the other day when my daughter was born, my little girl just turned 12. My son, who's only five days, two years, five days younger than her, he just turned 10. And so I'll be like the other day when my kids were born. And I'm like, uh, they are, both of them is over a decade or a decade over. I had this stuff happen like it wasn't with an ex, but it was more of like trying to get me to come hang around and do one of those group family situations. And I'm Um, like, "Uh." on certain aspects, I can make that work. On other aspects, I'm kind of like, nah, I'm I'm good. That ain't for me, you know? And so I kind of feel like I've, I've been somewhat in that situation, not on the boyfriend stuff and not def- our ex-boyfriend but definitely not on trying to get back with somebody but definitely on those awkward moments that were set up by somebody else yeah i get that you know and trying to make your whole family work after after things you know you still gotta right. make it work so yeah, sure. i feel yeah when also there's another song where he's like it seems like there's a love triangle going on yeah. <laughs> a couple of these songs you know i don't know if you've ever been in a love triangle or not uh i was in a love triangle with unknowingly well that means when somebody is cheating on you you in a love triangle. It was like, yo, I didn't even know I was part of a triangle. I thought I was just, you know, a, a line. You know, a line, yeah. <laughs> thought it was just two points. Turned out, nope, it was three points. There's something else going on in this puppet where he's just talking about, you know what, um, I'm in love. <laughs> mm-hmm. So whatever you're telling me to do, I'm going to be doing it. I'm your puppet. Um, you control me. God, that's such a good song. Like, I'm probably going to break out singing like every time you bring up a new one. I'll be like, oh my God, I love that. Have you ever found yourself in a situation where you're doing something and you're like, wait, why am I doing this? I've done things like that. I've been on that tip. I feel like in every relationship, I've had that moment where I felt like I was kind of losing control and not in a bad way, but definitely like where I was doing things that were kind of against my, I don't want to say better judgment, but maybe it was something like I have these other things that I need to focus on and I would choose to neglect those things and instead go and do something for the other. And it's not necessarily the worst thing in the world, but I think for me, if I have goals, which I definitely do, I can't put my goals on the back burner for somebody else's betterment for the time being. So yes and no. You know, when you get into a relationship, you know, you kind of have to put those two personalities together and, you know, you kind of become one personality. Yeah, and it's a compromise because somebody's going to have to get the sword and the stick. And it might be every other time. One person may be the one that draws the low man card or the the, the short straw or another person may. And like, you kind of go back and forth on that. And the hope is that y'all can get to a point where both of y'all can feel like neither is sacrificing, but it's hard to do that, especially when you're first getting to know somebody those first few months, years, whatever. You're going to find out things and go, oh, man, I can't do that. And then you have to look at yourself and go, well, how much do I value being able to do that? You know, when it comes to that autonomy, how much of that is necessarily part of my makeup? Versus how much of it is just stuff that's like, I just want to do it for the sake of doing it. Is this something that's, you know, you absolutely have to do this? Or is this, you just want to make sure you have the freedom to, because they're two totally different things. Sometimes you just want to have the freedom to be able to do something and not even necessarily pursue it, but you want to be able to have that as an option. Relationships are weird, man. You Because you kind of do become a different person in a way. Sometimes you just end up being 
more, more parts of your personality come out yeah. when you're around certain people that you probably didn't realize were there, but it's a good way to grow, I guess. Find yeah, out about harmony yourself. on this damn song is in my head. Mm-hmm. There's a chorus where it's like, I love that. Like, there's this, there's so many layers to that. That damn song. I'm your puppet. You control the eyes are wrong. I was like, God, that damn song goes so hard. It's it's really good. That I think that's one of my favorite driving songs. Like I was I'm looking right now at the list and I wanna let you get to your list, but I'm looking at the list right now and I always like whenever I'm downloading albums to put on my phone, because I actually still physically download music, I always pick like five songs so I don't have just the whole album sitting on there. Because if not, I'll end up being like, all right, I'm tired of this damn album. And now I just do five <laughs> songs. And I'm like, okay, I'm tired of a few of these songs. Let me switch to another part of the album. So it's all still there. I don't know. I, I could do this all day. Go ahead. So, <laughs> Let me uh, shut up. <laughs> so, okay. Well, you know, you, you have five songs, I guess. Uh, what, you know, what's your favorite song off this? So my favorite song is not even on, technically, the version is not on this album. So there's the song that is a new magic wand. Sometimes you got to close the door to open a window. Yes. What? So <laughs> the start of that. And first of all, if you've ever seen that song formed live and not the Grammy Award version, which was a very stale audience, uh, see him do, I think there's a clap, camp flognog version where he opens up. And so the way it starts is, ooh, ah. And then you start hearing his voice that says, Mike Magic, Mike Magic, Mike Magic, what? And so that's the, the chorus part. And so he starts it like that, and it's this acapella of him just chanting. And then it starts. And when that fucking shit drops, it's just, <laughs> what? It's like, and if you see that shit live, oh, this, it really makes me yearn for live music festivals because there's something that seeing him up there. And it's just him on stage, and it's just flames, and then the crazy lighting effect behind it. If I have the, if I can find a performance, I'll definitely send it to you. That is the only way that that song can be performed. And I always wonder why didn't that version make the album instead of this version is dope too. But that chant at the beginning—that's the only way I hear it now. There's some times where you'll hear a new version of a song, and then yeah. you're just like, "That's the only version I accept now." <laughs> But that's so you, my favorite version, seriously. So, are you are you a fan of like going to see live? Is that, I am. Yeah, just, I'm, there's I'm, a different energy for it. Yeah, I don't I don't get to do it often, and I think mm. for me, if I was one of those people that like always had the resources to do it a lot, I probably would not have the same um, romanticized notion of it. But because although I'm from Austin, I haven't had like. I've only been to three South Bys, you know, which people are like, what? You've only been to three. That's, that's way more than I've ever been to. But I love music, and I'm from Austin. So for me, that's crazy. But uh, I, I don't think you can really get a good grasp of an artist without seeing them live at some point performing the music that you listen to on the regular. And it's something different about live. There are some artists that they sound just as good live as they do on the album. And there are others that it's vice versa. Some, the album version sounds way better than them live. And there's some that you fucking hear it and it's a completely different song. And you like the album version and then you also like the live version. Like um, 
my favorite example, he's not on this, but uh, Anderson Fox, are you familiar with Cheeky Andy? No, um, I'm not. His shit sounds totally different live versus, versus how it does in person. I mean, uh, versus on the album, but they both are good because he's playing the actual drums and singing. And so his breaths are different. And like the way his voice sounds, both of them kill. Like it slaps no matter what, but it's this version versus that version. This one here, uh, I think I like the live version of all of these songs better than the album version, but the album version is still mwah, you know? Yeah, that reminds me, I know this goes way back. I know Jimi Hendrix had a line where people ask why his songs were so different live. He's like, well, you know, if they wanted to hear the song that was on the record, they could just stay home and listen to the record. You know, they come like to see that. me live. I'm going to have something new for them. I want to give yeah. them something more. So Yeah, do that. Well, that's, that's a singer. A singer, they're not going to sound the same. The, the, first, the first few days of the tour, their voice changes. And that's the thing is like sometimes it's noticeable and sometimes it's not. Anybody that's seen somebody multiple times perform or me as a stand-up, I guess that's use my own example. But I feel like with singing tonality, I guess, or whatever, the, yeah. the vocal cords, as they get more warm and they stretch, things change. And it's organic because you're not just there for the vocal or the, the, the uh, audio part. You're there for the visual as well. No, yeah, I've wondered that too when I see, like, the VMAs or whatever. And, like, you know, you see people dancing and it's like, man, how are they – they got to have some great breath control. They got to have some healthy lungs to be able to pull that off. But I would be like, <gasps> you know. <laughs> Dude, do, you, do you know rapping is hard? Mm-hmm. A lot of people do not realize how hard it is to rap and sound the same and then also fully enunciate. Like breath control, if you watch, um, I love watching guys like Eminem, uh, Logic, those guys. In, they got a uh, lot of words. They use a lot of words. Yes. And in the studio, you have to watch them because they'll rap it and they'll be like, a Christmas Santa, a Tidden, 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 you know, there's little stuff like that. And you can almost, you can hear it, but it works because that's normal human nature. The ones that get weird is when they go and they do not breathe. And it's just like, I walked in the face and I popped in the place and I ran to the base and I hit him with a vase and I did my thing and I got sprayed in the face <laughs> with mace and it didn't go hard, but it didn't do a case. And they just keep going. You're like, where the hell was that breath at? Yeah, where's that? where are they breathing here? They just <laughs> pass out at the end of that. There's like, oh, he'll sleep it off. He'll be okay. We'll wake him up in a minute with another take. Seriously, punch me in. <laughs> wake up. <laughs> you got the second verse. Uh, you know, I did like uh, that new Magic Wand song. It's pretty much he's like, man, I hate you. He's got those weird emotions fired up. Mm-hmm. Like, man, I hate you, I hate you, but, man, I can't stop caring about you. It's hard to mm-hmm. stop caring about somebody. I don't know if you've been able to do it. I don't think I've ever been able to. But It's tough. Yeah. Certain, a certain amount of you, you're always going to be attached. Anybody that's, um, in my personal opinion, anybody that is, uh, I only want to just say love, because there's also, I think, forms of love that aren't necessarily love, but yeah. it's way more than like, that when you really feel for someone, it's hard to shake that. There's a part of you that's always going to, even if it's not actually having the same feeling, you're going to remember what made you really, really um, be into that person at that time. And it might be a look. It may be a thing that they do. Excuse me. It may be something superficial, whatever, whatever your thing is. But there's something inside of you that's always going to have that for them. It may be super small, and it might just be a memory that you can just shake off and go, uh-uh. 
but you still have it. I think it's always there forever. It's part of our DNA. You know, it's engraved in us. Running out of time. What do you think of that one? Oh, I love it. I, that's <laughs> one of the first songs that I really started like replaying over and over. Yeah. Um, I was in a relationship and I was in a good spot in that relationship when this album came out, but I still identified with the feelings and I, I liked it a lot more for the sounds than necessarily the wording and the vibes behind it. I loved just writing and listening to that. I think for me, it had an old school doo vibe to it. Almost like an old school R and B. Wait in the wild, wait in the wild, that time. Uh, you know, like running out of time. Like this song, um, if I remember correctly, is this one or it's Boy Is a Gun? I was driving these kids from God damn it, what Southwestern, I think, up in Georgetown. Yeah. And I don't remember how they we all clicked because I was driving Uber that this album was dope mm-hmm. and so i may have played either running out of time or i might have played boy is a gun and when i started playing it we're all in the car singing together <laughs> and it was beautiful i mean oh my god like a lot of the songs that he made are definitely those songs that you can kind of I, I could just see like a group of people singing it together i watched the youtube video that was talking about the story that's being told and um igor and i remember dude just for the musicality I'm just in love with the, I'm enamored with the composition yeah. as far as uh, the beat switches. Like almost like every other song on here, if not all of them, they have multiple acts going on in the song. It's and the so song. you'll have it and there'll be a beat switch. And that like the outro, that and the in the background, I was like, what is like, uh, I don't know. I think I was surprised, even though I'd already listened to Scum Flower, uh, Scum Fuck Flower Boy, Flower Boy, or whatever, and he <laughs> yeah. had he showed that he could do this. It was really cool to hear a whole album. This was literally Kanye West 808 Heartbreaks, Andre 3000's um, uh, speaker. I mean, Love Below. It was just he decided to go strict strictly with what the fuck he wanted to do. And he did a whole album of it. And the story was dope. But for me, it was like the actual music was just like, I've listened to this shit on the instrumentals. Like I go in and my little, I know I'm talking, I'm sorry. I do these little stupid bumpers for like my stories. And I've played a number of these, just the instrumental as like my little bumper on my story at night. Just I'm getting my adult swim on when I do that, so. If you ever see it, you know what it is. Yeah, I, I noticed a lot of these songs. They're they're not normal. They're not, I mean, no. not they're not normal, but they're not straightforward songs mm-hmm. that you think of a song, you know. And then right. my actually the one I liked the most was "Gone Gone Thank You," because that one is all over the place. It starts one way, it ends completely different. You don't. And it's got that two, three, four. <laughs> it does have a good. Uh, it has great pacing. What did you like about it? I, meant to, I need to ask you shit. What was, I don't what know. You like I, I love that chorus. I don't know. And then, like, like I said, like halfway through, it just changes up. Uh-huh. And it's got a completely different feel to it, but it still feels right. What uh, What else? What else? I'm, 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 no, I, I, I can like talk I said, about this album. I, I enjoyed the change-ups. I, I, I can't... My mind is drawn towards the, the changes. You know, I, I can't just handle the straightforward... I, I need I need those changes to make me interested in something and 
I appreciated that there yeah. were so many changes within each one of these songs. It, it was, I would say that Grammy was worth it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, it was, some people may argue with it, but to me, I said this album was the same thing, as I said earlier, uh, Kanye West's 808s and Heartbreaks, and it was also the same thing as um, Andre 3000's really outcast, because really one album is a double album, but Andre 3000's side, uh, The Love Below, that he took a chance and he went really into it. One more thing, you're going to get a lot of shit from me now. There is a live performance where he doesn't do all of these songs. He actually does some of the older ones too. But uh, NPR's Tiny Desk concerts, are you familiar with? Uh, yeah, I love those. So what he ends up doing, though, is he does... Um, wait. See, now I'm, I got to remember which one. <laughs> but either way, the reason I brought it up was he's sitting at a freaking organ and he's just performing. And he has his backup singers, and he also has, um, if I remember correctly, it's a there's a percussionist, him at the organ, backup singers, and maybe there's a bass, but it's very minimal. But it's one of the best performances I've seen on there ever. You would think we hear Tyler Craig, he's going to be wild and all that stuff, because that's his angle. But it's just him singing and rapping, and he's still able to be who he is, but he's able to be who he is, but be a fucking musical genius which he already was in his own right. But this album, I think, further cemented his legacy. Where he goes from there, I don't know. You know, because there are little things where he does say some abrasive things and people are like, oh, my God, how dare he? And I'm just like, he's in, that's what happens. You got to take the artist, you know? And I don't think he's out. He's not out there doing half the shit he says. He just says a lot of shit, you know? Cool. cool. Uh, I think he, he fucking nails this live performance stripped down chill vocals or a live performance in front of a big ass crowd with pyrotechnics going off yeah. or the album version. I think all three of these versions of him that I've heard are freaking phenomenal. Just crazy. The last song on the album, which are we still friends? Mm -hmm. Can you, can you stay friends with your exes? Is that something <laughs> that works? You see how my eyes roll? God damn it. I got in trouble like literally 30 minutes ago for rolling my eyes. My daughter saw me roll my eyes and she gave me shit about it. It's like, you just rolled your eyes. And I was like, no, I didn't. I did it again. Uh, yes, you can. Ladies and gentlemen, you can actually stay friends with your exes, but there has to be a legit separation. Just being real, you have to be able to draw a line and enforce that line. A border. It, it, it might have to be a DMZ. Levi, I don't want to lie to you. It may have to be a, a, a DMZ and it may have to be snipers <laughs> and what do you call those stupid things? Landmines and mines and shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Landmines. It's just a guy on the ground. He's like, put some barbed wire across the way, keep you apart. Yeah. Um. <laughs> you, right. you, you have to have that, but I think uh, you can do it. But there has to be, uh, there has to be boundaries. They have to be strictly enforced and reinforced. And uh, you have to be willing to step on somebody's toes in order to enforce your boundary. Yeah. No, I feel you. I, I've stayed friends with exes. Most yeah. of them, somehow. I don't know. I'm stupid. Or maybe I'm smart. I don't know. Because you're a good person. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so w what have you been listening to besides this? What's on your replay? What's Replay? This is cool. This is I like this question. You're, you're killing it right now. Uh, let's see what we got going on that I've been jamming to. Uh, I'm, I'm a chill. I'm a little, little chill, down-tempo type person. And so a lot of what I like is this low, uh, low, and that's not, it's not low five, excuse me, but it kind of is down tempo R and B. 
So you have guys like By- Bryson Tiller, Black. There's a guy that I'm missing. Uh, Sir, uh, S-I-R. Uh, that dude is dope. Uh, I'm looking right now, and I have mm, I have a little Frank Ocean in the weekend as well. I just got into. Are you ready for this drum roll, please? <laughs> I just got into Casey Musgraves. I'll make sure I say her name right. I think that's right. Yeah, but okay. I'm surprised. But go ahead. Country, country. Right. Okay, and the reason why it came up is I do this thing where, like, when I do my little bumpers on my stories, mm-hmm. I go to YouTube and I'll find some like low. It's usually a uh, slowed um, reverb, so slowed plus reverb, and I'll say the name. And every once in a while, I'll just spin the wheel, as I call it, and I'll just let them pick a song. Yeah. And I found a slowed uh, reverb version of her Golden Hour song. Fucking amazing. I didn't even know it would work. And her voice and everything just hit perfectly. And I'm listening to it. And I was like, the fuck? This ain't bad. And, and I've <laughs> been around her. Like, I have ACLs. And She's been around people. for a while, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I've never listened to it. I was like... I don't want this no damn country. And I'm growing up now, and I think country might be a new frontier for me. <laughs> new thing to explore. I like her voice. Her voice is pretty cool, and she has a good production, which production is such mm-hmm. a underrated part of, um, I don't know. It's it's tough, because, like, you know it. It's, it's almost like a good sound engineer. Or not even sound engineer, sound text. You're at a live show, and you don't, rec- you don't recognize it's being done badly until you see the guy on the stage. When you recognize it, you're like, oh. <laughs> and so you hear songs that are mixed really well mastered really well mm-hmm. and you like ah, i like that but when you hear it hear it done well you're kind of like mm, you know i like that <laughs> and it's country so this is cool this is new for me yeah that's it i don't have nothing new what else have you been up to i know you do your stand-up Mm-hmm. Uh, you got any shows coming? Actually, I'm not exactly certain when this episode's going to be out. <laughs> okay. But... Well, I can just say what I do on a regular. Yeah, do that. I do a Wednesday thing every Wednesday. I call it Room 908. Uh, what I do is at 9 o'clock. So at 908, I'll open up a Facebook room. It's, uh, it's, it's a really cool thing, but I, I just uh, it's open for me to just kind of let people talk. We can kind of uh, shoot the shit. People can kind of... Uh, you know, use this as background noise. Sometimes there's some people, they may not say too much, but they'll just have it on. So they have a conversation around them because a lot of us are missing out on those types of interactions with this whole COVID and quarantine and stuff. And that's what I do. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it becomes, but I like it. You know, I think the most I just had was like about 16 different people or so tapped in at one point. Can come in and kill some time, blow off some steam, hear a few goofy, you know, ideas, jokes, whatever. I think it's really neat to just have people um, have a chance to just be. And I've loved those conversations because I've seen people being able to interact with people that normally wouldn't because of, you know, whether it's actual physical distance or there could be, you know, this person's a stand-up, this person's a baker from San Antonio. This person lives right now in, you know, Baltimore, Maryland, and this person lives in the Rio Grande Valley of Texas. You know, it's they're interacting, you know, and so it's just really neat to see different um, people from different parts of my life coming into this little space and doing whatever the hell it is we do. How did you think, what did you think of the whole album? Like, uh, what, did, what was it? Sounds like oh, something no. different for you, right? Yeah, I, I did. I mostly songs. listen to anarchist punk. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, okay. So, yeah, it, it's different for me. And But, man, I... I, I 
like I said, I, I enjoyed this. I, you know, it's probably going to be something I throw a couple of songs on to a, a playlist. Nice. Doing stuff. So, yeah, this whole thing was fun. I remember when it was coming out and I was so ready for it. And I probably drove around for an entire week listening to this album. But it just felt like on this album, there was something for every feeling that you could have throughout the course of your day. And that, to me, is the sign of great, I don't want to call it scaling. That's just a great album. We're going to leave it at that. Because there's only there's very few albums that I can just let play in the background and be chill with it. This is definitely in that list of good. I call it, if I can just put it in the background and just go, every so often, you know, new 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 Magic Wanda play, I'll be like, turn this up! Ah, it's <laughs> You know, and then I'm like, I'm just chilling. My night's about over with, you know, and it's... uh got a chill vibe playing at the same time. That's freaking all you can ask for. Yeah, Love that. Yeah. All right, man. That was a good talk. That was a good talk. Thank you for coming on. and Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. Can I just say one last thing? Can I say one last thing? The intro was amazing. That was it. I'm done. That was the whole thing. I just want to say, the intro, Igor's theme, where it just comes in. That was it. That was great. Well, okay. Well, I realized I forgot to ask you my last, my real last question is, mm-hmm. can you sing your favorite part? And you, I think you just did that. I've done it all <laughs> I think night. You just like, did I feel it. like this whole yeah. thing has been that. My favorite part, by the way, is that. And it's also, you are my earthquake. Uh. Oh, you are my earthquake. Yeah. Running around this turn the day to my country. Hey, don't leave. It's my fault, girl. When it all comes crashing down, I need you. <laughs> there we go. So please check us out every other Monday and follow along on Facebook at Wax Poetic Podcast and also on Instagram at Wax Poetic Podcast and of course on Twitter at Wax Poetic Podcast.